It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Thursday morning. And as um, as promised, it is time now to help you learn more about Medicare and who's qualified for it. How do you enroll for it? Can you enroll for it? And joining us on the line right now, we have Heather Hurd. She is a field Medicare outreach consultant and she's joining us now. Good morning, Heather. How are you? Hi, Tim. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, this was something that I was surprised to find out about that, you know, we hear so much about open enrollment uh, coming at the end of the year for people's health care. Uh, I was surprised to learn that this is the period where people can enroll in Medicare. Well, this is a, a, a time of year where people on Medicare Advantage plans can make changes to their plans. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to give some quick basics about Medicare. Please. So Medicare is health insurance for people age 65 and older. There's two parts, Medicare A and B. All throughout the year, people are becoming Medicare eligible. That's called their initial election period. They can sign up for Medicare and private plans. In the fall, as you mentioned, there is an open enrollment period. It's called the Medicare annual election period where everybody can make changes to their plans. So that's why there's a lot of information on the news in the fall about Medicare. But right now we're in a time period called the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. It's from January 1 to March 31. People who chose plans in the fall that um, perhaps they're not happy with and they want to make a change, they can do so now if they're on a Medicare Advantage plan. So I, I saw a statistic that was provided that said something like one in five people in Massachusetts are eligible for Medicare. Is that true? Well, I don't know if I have that statistic, but I can tell you that you know, we're in the baby boomer uh, generation and people are like I, somewhere in the thousands of people are turning 65 well, every day. Hold so on, yes, let me, let me, let me clarify. I misread it. One fifth of Massachusetts residents. Of course, I would go and screw it up. Math is not my strong <laughs> suit. But yeah, one fifth of Massachusetts residents, which sound, sounds a lot more reasonable. That, that's probably more accurate. Yes. But still, I mean, that's a lot of folks that are eligible that, you know, so many of them might not be aware of or, or might not really have an understanding of how it all works. Right. And Medicare can be complicated. You know, people, as we work throughout our lives, we have health insurance and we have uh, people at our companies, HR people who tell us, you know, about the insurance and, and how it works. And then we leave employment and for the first time we're on our own and we're trying to navigate Medicare and all those private plans that are sold in the market that go together with Medicare. So that's what can be really complicated. Fortunately, there are a lot of resources out there for people. There is help. So Medicare.gov has a robust website. That's Medicare.gov. We have an excellent program in Massachusetts called the Shine 
program, that's an acronym, S-H-I-N-E, and SHINE counselors are available to help people on Medicare for free at most senior centers throughout the state. And I work at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Massachusetts. I'm on what's called the Field Medicare Outreach Team. And we offer a lot of assistance to people on our website. There are videos and tutorials about Medicare and about plans. Our team is providing education as well as sales programming throughout the state. So you'll find us in senior centers, giving presentations, libraries, and also we have public hotel seminars and webinars about all of our plans. And there's a lot of education involved in our presentations. Well, let's just say, you know, somebody is a, a Blue Cross Blue Shield subscriber and they have their health insurance through their job or what have you, and then they're, they become Medicare eligible. Uh, should they expect that there are changes that would come with making the transition from, you know, health care that they're paying for as opposed to the Medicare program? Yes. Well, first of all, if they leave employment at 65 and they retire, they will leave that employer coverage. They will have to go to Social Security. That's how they signed up for Medicare. And they're going to enroll onto original Medicare from the federal government, which is made of Parts A and B. Part B has a monthly premium. So Medicare is not free. Some people think it is. It's actually not. Um, A is usually uh, free. That's inpatient coverage. B is covering doctor care and outpatient services. The standard premium in 2024 is 174.70 for Medicare Part B this year. And higher income can increase that for people. So that's the that's the base price they're going to pay is 174.70 for Medicare Part B. And then most people look to buying other private plans. There are supplements in the market, Medicare supplements. There are Medicare Advantage plans. Medicare Advantage plans are gaining a lot of popularity now because the premiums can be quite competitively priced and there are a lot of benefits and a lot of extra benefits added in uh, to Advantage plans. And this is the time of year where people can switch an Advantage plan if they are on one and they decide they would like a different plan. They can also go back to Original Medicare if they decide they didn't like the Advantage plan that they chose. So, so the, And there are also Part D drug plans. Pardon me. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. The, 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 so, so, yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. No, I was just going to say, so that's what's so complicated is people go into Medicare first, and then they look at all these private plans. And there are certain enrollment periods for joining those private plans. I was going to ask, how confusing is it to navigate this if you're trying to do it on your own and not working with somebody like yourself that can that can actually help guide people in the correct way? Well, uh, some people manage to figure it out. We meet people all the time at Blue Cross at our seminars who, you know, have read the Medicare handbook and they've done a lot of research. But other people are overwhelmed and they do see their shine counselors at their senior center and they do end up at our seminars and or our, uh, you know, are talking to insurance representatives to learn about the various types of plans. And also people still, word of mouth is still powerful. People talk to their friends. But the senior center is really, um, a shine counselor is going to have a lot of knowledge. And sometimes, you know, anecdotal conversations with friends are not always the most accurate. Well, and I, and I think that that's the advantage of having somebody that can help you if you have those questions pop up. And it really is something where it's so important to make sure that you have, you know, when you get to be Medicare eligible, to make sure that you have the right coverage that's going to be for what 
you are experiencing in your life that, you know, you've got to realize that there's might be some, um, some outstanding health conditions. There might be some afflictions that you're suffering from. There might be some things that might be happening down the line. So you can't really mess around with, um, not having the right amount of coverage for you, knowing that those problems are on the horizon. Well, that's right. You do need to find the coverage that's best for you. The good news is Medicare is individual coverage. So when you're working, you're choosing a plan for yourself, your spouse, your family, when you go on to Medicare, you're on there as an individual, so you can buy private plans catered to you. I've met many couples that have different um, coverages or different types of plans with Medicare because they have different health needs. And also, Medicare allows people to change their plans every year in the fall from October 15th to December 7th. That's called the Min Medicare annual election period. And the change happens on January 1. So people can reevaluate every year their coverage and their medical circumstances. So you're not making a decision at 65 forever. You get to change. Um, you get to reevaluate that every year. Do we see a lot of changes in what Medicare offers and, and what it provides and what things cost? Do we see a lot of fluctuation from year to year? Well, in the original Medicare benefits from the federal government, which Medicare was enacted in 1965, so the way Medicare works has, um, it's generally stayed the same in terms of medical coverage, but more benefits have been added to original Medicare. So there, there are some changes. Even uh, this year in 2024, there's an, an expansion to mental health coverage. There's an expansion of some coverage for chronic pain. In 2023, what was very notable is uh, insulin for uh, people who use insulin for diabetes, that was capped at $35. And insulin was costing people a lot of money. And through the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed by Congress in 2022, uh, a change that was made to the cost of insulin is a, a limit on uh, to $35 copay. So that helps people um, on Medicare with insulin costs. And coming down the line in 2026, there'll be more uh, nego price negotiation of prescriptions through that law uh, starting in 2026. Um, so yeah, there are usually additions to Medicare, usually not benefits taken away. So even if you're somebody who's been on it, it's, it's worth, you know, finding out what these changes are each year. Correct. Every year, Medicare sends out a Medicare new handbook to People who are on Medicare, it usually comes out in September. It's a little booklet, kind of like a slim phone book. And it's a couple hundred pages, but it really is comprehensive and tells people how uh, their Medicare benefits work. And it highlights anything new and changes that they need to be aware of. So if someone is looking to make some of these changes to their Medicare Advantage plan, what's, what's the best course of action? How, how should they begin going about that process? Yeah, so right now, January 1 to March 31, people on an Advantage plan, if they, if they decide they want a different plan, they would have to research what that other Medicare Advantage plan is, and they can simply uh, enroll with that new plan. And enrollment onto a new Medicare Advantage plan takes them off their old Medicare Advantage plan. This can be within one insurance company, or it can, they can change different insurance companies if they hear about a plan, they learn about a plan that's, you know, more cost effective, more benefits, and they want to change to that plan. If they also during this time period, if they decide um, they 
would prefer not to be on an Advantage plan, they can disenroll from that Advantage plan. They have to contact their company and let them know they want to disenroll. I believe that uh, disenrollment has to be in writing or they have to sign something for Medicare rules. And they can go back onto original Medicare when they disenroll. And at that time, if they disenroll, they can buy a med- what's called a Medicare supplement from a private insurance company and a Part D drug plan. Prescription drug coverage for people on Medicare is known as Part D. And if you're someone who is planning on getting on Medicare, you know, next year, uh, what, what should they be paying attention to going forward to make sure that they're following along with the calendar and, and to be ready to sign up for coverage in 2025? That's an excellent question. We So we meet a lot of people at our sales seminars at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. The people who come in um, a year ahead of time, they are relaxed, they are learning, they're reading about Medicare online, they're attending seminars, webinars, um, they're talking to Shine at their senior center. They're going to be ready a year out. Um, I would say don't wait. People who wait until a month before they're turning 65 and going on to Medicare are usually a bit overwhelmed and sometimes quite panicked with all of the decision-making that's involved. So you sign up for Medicare with Social Security. That's how you sign up. And three months before your 65th birthday is called the initial election period. And that's when you can first sign up on Medicare. Once someone does that initial election with Social Security, they enroll onto Medicare, they get a Medicare card, they can then go and looking in the marketplace at the insurance companies selling the private plans, if they want to buy a private plan, they can like a supplement, a Medicare Advantage plan, a Part D drug plan, they can add that to Medicare. It's also worth noting that some people don't go on to Medicare at 65. These are people who decide they're not going to stop working and they're carrying employer coverage. So if you want to keep working and you have your coverage through work, you can delay going onto Medicare until you decide to retire. Well, I want to thank you, Heather, for joining us this morning and enlightening us about this and and helping out our audience because I know there's a lot of people who had questions about this and probably still do. And as you mentioned, the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts website has a lot of information for people there. Yes, all of our plan information is there. We offer daily Zoom webinars about our plans, but there's a lot of educational content there as well. There are videos, tutorials, and our public hotel seminars are posted there as well as our plan information. Well, thank you so much for the time. Heather Hurd, the Field Medicare Outreach Consultant with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts. Thank you so much, and I, I hope that we don't overwhelm you now with people uh, <laughs> reaching out with questions and information. We'd be glad for that. Thank you, Tim. All right, take care. Have a great day. And, uh, of course, if you need more information about that or if you missed any part of that, we will have it all up for you on our podcast coming up in just a little bit. See, I love being able to provide that information for you. And, you know, like I was saying, even if it's something that you're not worried about right now, it might be something you're worried about next year or even the year after, and now you know the process. So 508-996-0500, that's my number. If you want to call in with any questions, comments here, uh, I do want to go back to the filet of fish question in just a moment. We will do that. But right now, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. 
Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is let's kill it 'cause we're running out of time. somebody who hates that song how can anybody hate that song oh my god such a great song anyway 508-996-0500 so i don't want anybody to think that i played that song to imply anything <laughs> as i'm about to talk about mcdonald's food um but we were talking we got the the phone call i, I mentioned the story that that was you know delivered to my phone about people complaining that the filet of fish sandwich is 20 percent smaller than it was last year and we got a phone call from a caller who said, and you know what? I opened it up and found out that they were only putting half a slice of cheese on my filet of fish. And we got a, a Snapchat message from Uncle Ken in New Bedford who says, it's always been a half a slice of cheese on the fish sandwich. And so I looked that up and sure enough, that is the truth. They've always only put a half a slice of cheese on the filet of fish. Uh, this article that I found on mash.com from 2021 mentions they, they have a quote there from McDonald's spokesperson Julie Caterano who says when you think of a cheeseburger it's really cheesy with the filet of fish a half slice complements the taste rather than overwhelming it so they've always used a half si slice of cheese so that you don't get an overwhelmingly cheesy taste but it also allows for the filet of fish to be lower in calories and fat so when they're trying to put that out there as hey here's a, a healthier alternative on our menu for you to eat. This allows them to have less calories, 380 calories and 18 grams of fat, as opposed to, uh, say, some other ones, some other fast food restaurants that use the whole slice of cheese. So, the, and that might be why there's the shrinkage of the filet of fish itself. It's not so much about the cost as much as it is about keeping the calorie count down. But apparently, there's always only been a half a slice of cheese in the filet of fish. I had no idea. During the uh, the news break at, at 8 o'clock, I was uh, talking with Gazelle and Michael Rock from Fun 107 in the kitchen. And I brought that up. And Gazelle was uh, just as shocked as I was. But Michael Rock apparently had known that for a while. I was like, yeah, it's been that way for a long time. He goes, probably for like the last 50 years. I had no idea. Mind blown. I always thought that it was overly cheesy. You know, I just from the photos, I never thought from the taste. So uh looks like that that caller is calling back. So let's squeeze that in real quick before the news. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, I, I'm just calling back. Um, you know, you I, again, um, Tim, it, it could have been only half a slice, but I can tell you whatever half a slice it is now, it's not a half a slice. So maybe that's what so getting, I noticed. You're getting half you know, of a half a slice. Right. Maybe that's why I I was like, wow, like what the hell's going on here with the cheese? 
because you know you're right it could have been it could be just but like everything the half slice because if you look at the whole slice that they put right now on big macs cheeseburgers whatever i mean mm-hmm. that thing overlaps the meat um but this one yeah it's probably you're right probably half of the half because Believe me, it's like a, it's a strip. It's not a half a slice of cheese. Anyway, that's why I, I decided to call back. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Have a good yeah. day. Yeah. And I just, I had no idea. I mean, I was, I was making fish sandwiches when I was working in the diner and when I was working in my second cooking job, I was making fish sandwiches all the time, full slice of cheese. If I make a fish sandwich at home, full slice of cheese. Although if I make it at home, it's usually grilled and it's. You know, usually what will happen is I'll have leftover fish that I didn't eat the day before and I'll just warm it up and, you know, make a sandwich out of that. Generally, I'm not a fish sandwich person. I'd rather have just straight fish. But, you know, every once in a while, to me, I like the filet of fish. But to me, the best fish sandwich was always Friendly's Fish and Majig sandwich, which was like a grilled cheese with fish in it. But anyway, got to take a break. Phil's waiting to give us the news. When we come back on the other side, 508-996-0500. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. A wildfire has claimed a life in the Texas panhandle. The body of an 83-year-old woman was found Wednesday in a town where the wildfire has destroyed about 20 buildings. Joyce Blankenship is the first confirmed death. The fire has scorched at least 850,000 acres so far. Emotions are running high over the murder of University of Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley. Former President Donald Trump is now going after President Biden, saying he's the one to blame in a video posted to Truth Social last night. A Biden migrant has been charged with brutally attacking her, beating her, kidnapping her, and murdering her on the campus of the University of Georgia. This monster should never have been allowed in our country. A man from Venezuela in the United States illegally was arrested last week in connection to the death of the 22-year-old. Both Biden and Trump will visit the U.S.-Mexico border today as controversy over the handling of the migrant crisis continues. NBC's Jay Gray has the latest from Brownsville, Texas. There are a couple of things the two men do seem to agree on. Both say there's clearly a crisis along the border and that the other party is responsible for those problems. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters the president will meet with Border Patrol agents and local leaders in Brownsville. He'll also call on Republicans to pass a bipartisan border security deal negotiated in the Senate. Donald Trump, meanwhile, will deliver remarks about 300 miles away in Eagle Pass, Texas. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will be grilled by Congress today over his decision to not tell the president about his recent surgery. Austin had prostate surgery in January and failed to tell President Biden or the Pentagon for several days. The retired four-star Army General has apologized for how he handled the matter. Senate Republicans are blocking a bill that would protect access to in vitro fertilization. Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi objected to the measure's approval Wednesday, saying the bill goes too far. I support the ability for mothers and fathers to have total access to IVF and bringing new life into the world. I also believe human life should be protected. These are not mutually exclusive. Democrat Tammy Duckworth of Illinois tried to pass the bill by unanimous consent yesterday. Hyde Smith said in opposition that the bill would legalize human cloning and gene-edited designer babies, among other things. The late great stand-up comedian and actor Richard Lewis has passed away. Steve Greenfield reports. 
Richard Lewis is dead at age 76. The Brooklyn-born actor and stand-up comic passed away at his home in Los Angeles after suffering a heart attack. Lewis, who played a fictionalized version of himself on HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, first got his start in the New York and Los Angeles comedy scenes in the 1970s, coming up with comedians including Andy Kaufman and Richard Belzer, and himself becoming a late-night show favorite. He revealed that he'd been living with Parkinson's disease last year. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. New York. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. And Adele is postponing her Las Vegas residency. The singer took to Instagram to announce she's pushing back the remaining weekends of the residency because doctors say she needs to rest her voice. The dates of the postponed shows haven't been announced, but Adele says she's working out the details and will let fans know soon. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Red Sox in spring training today with the Detroit Tigers at 1 o'clock. The Boston Bruins host the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at 7, and the Boston Celtics host the Dallas Mavericks on Friday. Now let's check your Leap Day forecast with ABC6. We'll see plenty of sunshine today, but it will be blustery and cold. You're high near 36, but feeling like the teens whenever those winds blow. For tonight, mainly clear and cold. Winds will continue to relax. Your low will be near 23. For Friday, we'll see plenty of sunshine and seasonable temperatures topping out in the 40s. And the 50s return this weekend, and so does the rain. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk State. 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. want to make me a fish sandwich. No, those aren't the lyrics? Okay. Well, I didn't think so. So, uh, JJ in Fairhaven says, you used to be able to get a big package of the frozen frozen fish-a-ma-jig fillets from Friendlies in New Bedford to make your own fillet of fish. God, that was the best fish sandwich. And you know, we are lucky here in New Bedford because we can get fresh fish, so we don't need to get frozen fish. We don't need to get frozen fish fillets and all that. But sometimes... That's what you're looking for. You know, because a fresh fish sandwich, yeah, you can go to any seafood restaurant. They'll fry you up a nice fresh piece of fish. And then you put it on a bun, you go to eat, it's going to fall apart. But those those processed fish patties, those are what you're craving sometimes. And uh, it's funny because one of the first articles that I wrote for the Standard Times about the New Bedford Half Marathon was about the, the fish sandwich that they give you at the end of the uh, race when you're done racing. They give you a fish. I don't know if they still do, but they would always give you a fish sandwich and a, and a bowl of chowder. And there was a big uproar one year because if I have all the, again, if my memory's faulty, 
I apologize, but I guess there was a big uproar because the company that had been making the fish sandwiches that had cheese infused in the fish so that it was like a cheesy fish sandwich, like they weren't making them anymore, so they had to get them from somewhere else and had to put cheese on, I don't know, turn into a whole thing. But the uh, that was like when you said to a lot of the racers, like, what do you look forward to the most about running in New Bedford? Oh, the fish sandwich at the end. So... I would probably not run 13 miles for a fish sandwich, but if I was going to run 13 miles anyway, I'd be happy to have a fish sandwich at the end of it. So that's, that's kind of my quiet goal for myself in, uh, in, in trying to be a little bit more active. Certainly I'm not going to run the half marathon. No, don't, don't plan on that. But my goal is that when I can get my weight down enough and, and build up my cardio enough, my plan is to try to go out and walk the half marathon route. So it might be a matter of, you know, start off, maybe get a little bit of it done, a quarter of it done one day, and then maybe go on. And the next time I try, be able to do a little bit more. But that's my goal is to try to be able to walk that route. I'm, I'm never going to be able to run it. I'm just, I'll never be a runner. But to be able to walk it, and it's not on race day. Because then I'd just be in everybody's way. But to just be able to follow the, the path. And by the way, the 2024 New Bedford Half Marathon, which is brought to you by the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick, couldn't be any more perfectly timed this year. It's going to be happening on St. Patrick's Day, Sunday, March 17th. So get ready for that. It's always a signature event for the city. Always a great time. The weather's a crapshoot. That's what kind of makes it fun. Some days it could be cold and windy like today. Some days it could be warm and some days it could be snowing or raining. You never know what you're going to get with the New Bedford Half Marathon. And that's why the runners love to have you all out there cheering them on at various points along the course. And there's many, many places along the course where you can go to hang out and be able to cheer them on. I had the assignment for a number of years to ride in the, the men's truck and, and write about the race for the Standard Times. And to see the dedication that these runners have. And, and for so many of them, they look forward to it. Even though a lot of these runners were traveling around and participating in marathons and half marathons all over the place, they love coming to New Bedford. So that'll be a lot of fun coming up in just a few weeks. We are just a few weeks away from St. Patrick's Day, from the New Bedford Half Marathon, from the middle of March. I was thinking about it this morning as I was driving in and the sky was starting to lighten up, you know, with the sun coming up. Not this Sunday, but the Sunday after we will spring forward, set the clocks ahead an hour. And that means you'll get an earlier sunrise. So it's certainly showing signs of spring, even if it's feeling a little bit chilly today. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in, and you can also send in those app chat messages on the WBSM app. I didn't think, you know, when I started the program today, we'd be talking about the filet of fish sandwich, but you never know what the morning is going to bring you. But speaking of the weather, I had mentioned that story earlier this morning about the woman who was walking through downtown crossing in Boston yesterday when she was nearly struck by a large glass panel that fell from the home goods store above and fell onto the sidewalk. 
And we're not talking about like a window that's like the size of your window at home or something. This was a 20-foot glass panel that just barely missed her. And although officials haven't released any information yet about why it happened, the witnesses, the people who were there when it happened, said it seemed like the wind, the strong wind, caused that glass panel to come out of where it was situated. Now, this is not a new store. It's not the first time it's been windy. So I, it just shows you that that's how strong the wind was, that it was able to kind of rattle that loose. Thankfully, she's okay. Speaking of uh, things that are collapsing, they've had to close down some, ro- uh, some roads rather in North Attleboro a stretch of an old road, because there's a mill, the Webster Mill building, that is structurally unsound and could come down at any time. So if you are going through North Attleboro and you're in that area, in that neighborhood, there's going to be a portion of that road that's going to be shut down until they can probably get this thing torn down. And the concern here isn't just about the fact that it's ready to fall. But it's about the fact that there are people that still go inside it. There are, as they point out in uh, this WCVB story, there are local teenagers, kids from the neighborhood, who go in there and vape and hang out. And they could be in there when this thing comes down. So they're trying to get them to fortify it so that people can't get inside at all. But it's been a safety issue for a number of years. And the property owners have said they do intend to demolish the part of the building that's in danger of collapsing. But they just haven't done it yet. So now they're issuing them an order that will give them, you know, the the demand that they have to do it. But, you know, if you are in the North Attleboro area, just beware that uh, Broadway between Richards Avenue and Bank Street has been closed until further notice due to that potential building collapse. 508-996-0500. Got to take my next break, and I'll be back in a few moments. Ain't got no regrets. I ain't losing track of which way I'm going. I ain't gonna double back now Don't wanna misplay Put on no display An angel know But I know my way Six zero five hundred. 
or you can hit me up on app chat on the WBSM app. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Rick in Dharma says, Tim, I worked at McDonald's from 1986 to 1991, and it absolutely was exactly a half slice of cheese on the filet of fish. Did you know that, Chris McCarthy, they only put a half a slice of cheese in the filet of fish? No, I did not know that. But you know what? <clears throat> That's good. I'm a stockholder. Not a customer of McDonald's, so oh. I like that. Well, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, the to me, you know, I've, I've always thought it had a good amount of cheese on it, but always way too much tartar sauce. So I don't, I don't like to, as somebody who was eating a lot of McDonald's in the car as I was driving around covering different sporting events and everything, I used to hate like biting into a sandwich and having mayonnaise or tartar sauce hit my shirt and stain my shirt. But uh, so... One of the things that I'm noticing as I'm looking out the window here, it's just how bright and sunny it is today, even if it is cold and it's windy. And that makes me think about solar energy. And maybe you're thinking about solar energy. Maybe you're thinking about putting solar panels on your home and saving yourself some money down the line and getting yourself free electricity and all of those things that you hear associated with solar power. But how much of it is true? How much of it is the truth and the reality of the situation? How much of it is gimmick? And it's very hard to find the answers to those questions. You start Googling, you start looking online, and what do you get? You get inundated with even more ads pushing all of these gimmicks on you. Things like get paid to go solar, get a new free roof with solar, you know, never again pay an electric bill with solar, all these things that you see. What does it all mean? How do you figure it all out? How do you navigate it all? Well, you need to trust somebody that can walk you through the process. You need to trust somebody who's local. Not a fly-by-night operation that's coming in and selling a bunch of solar panels then moving on to another community and doing the same thing. You need somebody who is here and invested in the community, somebody like Isaacson Solar. They're based in Fall River, and they are going to give you simple, direct, honest answers to all of your questions about solar. They will weed through all of the ideas and gimmicks and everything else that you've heard and get down to the truth of the matter. You'll get a transparent conversation, simple answers to all your questions. And if you are a good fit for solar, a free, no obligation quote. So find out if you are a good fit for solar today by visiting IsaacsonSolar.com. All right, let's take a quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, big Matt calling in. How you I doing? Used to work at, I used to work at McDonald's in my early 20s. I lived up in Taunton. I, I have a relative that's worked about 30 years with them at a high level. So every time you see pictures, you've worked in restaurants, you want the display to look as amazing as possible. So usually you would see the cheese in the picture on that side of it. But it's always been not a full slice. You, you know what's funny, um, Phil, is one time I watched a, a documentary or like some TV special or something on how they make yeah. the food look the way it does in TV commercials. And if yeah. you knew what they did to like make the food look the way that it did, you'd say, oh, it's never going to look like that in real life. Like when you watch a cereal commercial, do you know what they use for the milk on the cereal in the commercial? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Elmer's, it's Elmer's glue. Because it'll hold up under the lights and it won't turn, you know, it won't make the cereal soggy. Especially if they keep, they keep having to retake this stuff. Yeah. Like example, so when it shows a picture of somebody's hands around a big sandwich, mm -hmm. most of those people have small short stubby fingers. <laughs> it looks bigger. Hey, <laughs> see, there's, there's a job for Donald Trump if he doesn't get reelected. He can be the, the hamburger. He loves McDonald's, right? He could be the hamburger model with the small yeah, hands yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the quarter and, hey, pounder. Hey, quick story on the, on the leap year. So 
I met a friend commercial fishing like 40 years ago. So on his 20th birthday, he was out fishing and it was a leap year. He was a baby. So he was out fishing off the Cape, commercial fishing. His boat, um, they did a stress, a stress call. The engine went down. It was a little foggy. On his 24th birthday, somebody got seriously injured. So on leap years, he basically just stood from that point going forward. He just stood home and wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's superstitious. <laughs> right, that's probably what I would do. Always a pleasure, my friend. All and right. I'm proud of you. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, sir. You have a good one. All right, I do got to take one final break here. We'll be back in a few moments. Um, All right, let's squeeze in a quick call here before we run out of time. You're next on WBSM. Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, I didn't know I was on. Um, when it comes to uh, solar panels, right? Mm hmm uh, How do you actually feel about that being on your roof, whether you own or rent? I, I think it's a great idea. I know lots of people who have put them on their roof that, that love it. I mean, you know, you got to make sure your roof is ready in the right in the right spot and is structurally sound for it, but that's why you call somebody like Isaacson that's going to, you know, come down and check all that first. Okay, that's that's not the direction I was going in. Well, i got about 30 um, seconds. Okay, don't you think it's more difficult for a fireman to hack through solar panels to get to the source of the fire? No, because if they if that was the case, they wouldn't approve it. It wouldn't be approved by the fire codes, and they wouldn't give you the permit to be able to put them on the roof. Okay, you said I have 30 seconds. There's many things that are approved that don't necessarily mean that they're true. What I mean by true is that they work. You have a good day. Take it easy. All right. That'll do. Don't you, you love that, Chris, right? When you do a commercial for something and people got to call in and crap on where you're com the commercial's for? Anyway. So we will uh, talk with you more tomorrow morning.